Christianity is based on something extremely simple, a dire need that we have. We need saving. We need someone to actually save us, and we trust that it's Jesus, but can Jesus do that? I mean, we know that Jesus died on a cross, and we know that his blood now covers us and cleanses us, and because of his death, he became the scapegoat, and now we have freedom. We have salvation through that. But only priests could actually do that. Only priests could sacrifice for people's sins, and Jesus doesn't seem like a priest. Only Levites could be priests, and Jesus was not a Levite. The Lion of Judah, Jesus, was from the tribe of Judah. Only priests, only Levites could ever give sacrifices for sins. So how can Jesus sacrifice for our sins? Let's explore that a little bit today. In this episode, we will answer two major questions. First, how can Jesus save if he's not a Levite? Second, who is Melchizedek and why does he matter? We will look at three scriptures, Genesis 14, 18 through 20, Hebrews 4, verse 14 through 16, and into chapter 5, verses 1 through 10, and then lastly, Psalm 110, verse 4. And at the end of the episode, we're going to reflect on some takeaways from our answers from these scriptures. To understand why Jesus can sacrifice like a priest does, let's start from the beginning. Let's go back to Genesis. In Genesis 14, we see that Abram, who later became Father Abraham, meets a man named Melchizedek. Just before he meets Melchizedek, Abram's people were captured. And Abram and his men go and save their people and plunder the ones who stole from him. Then, this other guy, this random dude, just shows up. Abram is going through this quest and a guy named Melchizedek suddenly appears. You might already know who Melchizedek is, but he is the reason that Jesus is a priest. Although Jesus is not a Levite, Jesus was able to sacrifice for sins because of this seemingly random guy named Melchizedek. Let's read it in Genesis 14, verse 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Okay, okay, let's quickly break this down. Here we have Abram, who's God's chosen man. He's the dude, and God is leading Abram through all sorts of trials. At this point in his story, Abram's people were attacked and kidnapped. Then Abram leads a party to save his people and plunder the ones who attacked them. Then a man, who is not mentioned at all before this point, just shows up, pops a bottle of wine, and breaks out some bread, and blesses Abram. Then, in response, Abram gives him a tenth of everything which is what's commanded of the Israelites later on to do for priests. Right in verse 18, it states that Melchizedek is a priest. Well, God chose the Levites to be priests, so Melchizedek has to be a Levite. Actually, the Levites are descendants of Abram, so that's just not possible. Which means that Melchizedek didn't fit with our narrow view of God's story. 
Usually, we think of the Israelites in the Old Testament as the only people that knew God. But that's a simple and linear view of the God who created galaxies, stars, planets, life, and the human race. God is not linear. God does not fit in our little box. God's work is complex and powerful, and here we see that God already had a priest, Melchizedek, before Levi was ever born. If you go even further in this thought process, you can imagine that Melchizedek was a priest for more people than Abram. Could there be more people that worshipped God but it's not recorded in the Bible? I personally don't know, and I can't find anything in the Bible that supports or denies it, but what I do know, God doesn't fit in a box. God's plan goes way beyond what we understand, and Melchizedek is a perfect example of that. Now, how does this relate to Jesus? Is Jesus somehow a priest similar to Melchizedek? Remember, Jesus was from the Israelite tribe of Judah, but only Levites were priests. The answer lies within a scripture in Hebrews. Before we read it, let me divide the two portions of this scripture. The first part says that Jesus is the high priest that can empathize with us because he was made man and struggled with temptation, but did not sin. The next major part talks about how a priest is chosen by God, not self-appointed. And that's where Melchizedek comes in. Let's start in Hebrews 4 verse 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one that has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So Jesus is our high priest and gives us access to God's presence. But it continues here in chapter 5 verse 1 where we see the scripture explain how Jesus was chosen as a priest. It reads, Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray since he himself is subject to weakness. This is why he has to offer sacrifices for his own sins as well as for the sins of the people. And no one takes this honor on himself, but he receives it when called by God, just as Aaron was. In the same way, Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest, but God said to him, you are my son, today I have become your father. And he says in another place, You are a priest forever, in the order of Melchizedek. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered, and, once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. So we started with reassurance that Jesus is a priest that we should be happy to have because he was human and understands the difficult life we have to live. Then we read that Jesus did not take on the glory of becoming a priest on his own, but rather that God had chosen him. 
And specifically, God made him a priest forever through the priesthood of Melchizedek. That part in verse 6 where God says that Jesus is a priest forever through Melchizedek is from Psalm 110, verse 4, and is a prophecy of a new priesthood through Jesus. That psalm was written by David in roughly 1000 BC when there was already a priesthood. The Levites were already priests. You can already start to imagine that the plan that God had from the beginning, not only did God already know how he would save humanity through Jesus all the way back in Genesis, but God even made sure that there was a priesthood set up thousands of years beforehand. And since Melchizedek had no recorded birth or death, we can see the representation of an eternal priesthood that Jesus is right now interceding for us on our behalf. Take a moment and take in your surroundings. Look at the things or the people around you. Now, mentally zoom out and imagine your place on a map inside the city that you're in. Zoom out more and imagine planet Earth. Go farther and our solar system comes into view with the planets orbiting the sun further and further and you're seeing the incredible power of God displayed through galaxies and stars. Our God does not fit in a box. The God who created all of this also made the eternal priesthood that Jesus would be part of. Back to our original question. Is Jesus actually able to save? Well, yes, he can. Specifically through the ordained order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek.